man, it's another beautiful day. It is April 2nd. We are here again. We, we, we're getting caught up. You know, we, we're, we're recovering from an amazing WrestleMania uh, night one. We're back focused again. It is barbershop mentality. We might be right. I'm your man, Julius Rock. I'm here with my main man, P. We got Riggins here again for draft talk. We, everybody here is just recovering from old age. So, but we're still here. We're still locked in. Um, I, uh, I need, I need, you know what? I do have a black excellence. I do have a black excellence. It is not football related. My black excellence goes to the street profits. I, it warmed my heart to see Angela Dawkins knock the shit out of Dick Braun Strowman. Oh God, it, it warmed my heart. It, it <laughs> not, warmed. not my cousin. Fuck, bro. I needed that. I needed that. It warmed my heart. I'm tired of Braun Strowman just walking around slamming shit like a fucking bull in the China shop. I've been waiting for somebody to catch Braun slipping. Angelo Dawkins did it. I am pleased. I am satisfied. Thank you, Angelo Dawkins, for handling business for, for the culture. Shouts out to Angelo Dawkins for doing what must have been done, okay? He, he knocked the Proud Boys out of Braun Strowman, okay? I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today, man, we're going to talk uh, linebackers and quarterbacks. Then we're going to go to wide receivers and DBs. Then we're going to give you the same that we did last year with our mock drafts, okay? So we're going to start with linebacker. I don't foresee nothing crazy happen the last couple of days in the NFL. But we're going to start with linebacker, okay? Now, I do not have a 1A, 1B. I just have five picks, all right? We're locked in today, okay? Um, Honorable mention, who wants to go first? I'll take I'll take it first, man. I'll take okay. it first. Um, I'll be brief on all of these linebackers. These are the ones that impressed me the most through the process. Um, I watched the film on a couple of them. Not I, when I say watch the film, I watched the game through the season, but didn't go back and like YouTube anything or anything. Uh, my honorable mention: Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Um, oh, what what? Oh, what? okay, Holy we're gonna have fun today. <laughs> Yeah, today, yeah, yeah. Here yeah. we go. Um, let I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Honorable mentions, really, realistically, could go to almost every name we said in the defensive end category. Uh, there was a couple guys there. Um, obviously, Andre Carter, uh, Miles Murphy, Will Anderson. Those guys could potentially be outside linebackers. Nah, nah. Miles Murphy not being a damn linebacker. A DN. Nah, nah, Nolan Smith. D Linebacker, sure. Miles Murphy. Right. Nah, if, if it's three four, they might ask him to stand up. Julius Peppers. Miles Murphy, big ass, is putting his hands in the ground. Listen, Julius Peppers did it. That's all I'm saying. Is that's, be, a, that's a different goddamn category. So, but I got Jack Campbell, and it's really, honestly, truly, based off athleticism. I know he's probably a lot of people's number one. white guy in the middle of the field you know it's not a lot of sideline to sideline but he is a massive presence in the middle of the field great instincts but the way i did my list and the way i looked at it i'm just looking at i'm looking at the nfl and the way the position's evolving and i got jack hamill as my honorable mention you only got one honorable mention 
mean, there's a couple other names I could throw in there. Uh, uh, BJ Ojolari could throw him in there. Uh, DeMarvian Overshone from Texas, I could throw him in there, the inside linebacker. Lord. Um Yeah, I mean, you know, it, and it really comes down to how you, you know, what you need as a team, because every team's not going to view the linebacker the same. Like I said, you got three, four, you got on ball, off ball. You know, I like my linebackers to be able to cover in space because that's the way the NFL is going now. So I need I need you to have some Jeremy Chin like range, if you understand what I mean, you know, who, how Jeremy Chin plays. That's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, the way I, I, me personally, I evaluated it, but, you know, everybody's different. My, my team runs a three, four. Jeremy Chin's not going to be a linebacker for the team. So, um, but that's just kind of the way I went into the evaluation. Yeah. Okay. Um, I went a different way. Um, I got two two honorable mentions. Um, Ivan Pace from Cincinnati, um, who is is not an incredible athlete, but he's just one of those dudes that like he's just always where he's supposed to be. So I think he's got like a really high floor. Like he's not going to turn into a, a, a Luke Keekley or um, drawing a blank. Um, Dallas Cowboys, the mega athlete, um, Micah Parsons. Thank you, Parsons. Thank you. yeah, he's definitely not going to be him. Um, yeah, he's just a dude who like you can put on the field. And he's going to make the plays he's supposed to make. Like he, um, almost like we kind of talk about game manager quarterbacks, I guess. Like they're, they're not the ones that are going to go out and win you games, but they're definitely not going to be the ones that lose you games. Um, the other one where I, I might get some eyebrows raised and that's okay. Um, my other honorable mention is Diane Henley from Washington state. Whoa. Um, well, because so, and for kind of the same reasons now he does, have all the like super athletic traits. He might be the best athlete in the class, but I don't like, I think with linebackers, you can't, they're kind of like really good linebackers are like really good tight ends where they have to be able to kind of do a little bit of everything. And I don't think he's that guy. Like, I think he's too light um, to be your, you know, if it's, if it's second, three, third and one, like he's not on the field. Um, Cause he's just too small for like short yardage type stuff. So um. I think he's a solid blitzer. He's athletic. Um, he can do those things at very high levels, but I, I think if you're talking about really, really good linebackers, they need to be dudes that can do a little bit of everything, and I don't think he's there yet. Oh, well, I'm looking at this thing differently there. Oh. <laughs> all no, right. give us the way you look at it, because that's, that's what the NFL teams are doing. That's yeah, that's, they all have different stuff. It's awesome. Well, I okay, when we get to this, I'll get to uh, – the guy, I, I I have a reason why I like certain people. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions. Um, I have Isaiah Moore from NC State. I like Isaiah Moore a lot. I just do. let me tell you what I look for the linebacker. I look for a couple of things, and this is how I view the NFL. I look for God now the, running the ball is going downhill in the NFL. It's a passing leap. So you're going to get 35 to 40 throws a game. Depending on if your back is him, you might get 20 rushes. So I just look at what linebackers do differently from the college field, okay? So I like Isaiah Moore from NC State. He's my honorable mention. Do not see enough coverage. 
does not see enough coverage. But I, you know, I, you know, as far as like blitzing in pursuit, I think he's going to be a hellraiser. Um, I like Dorian Williams from Tulane. He's my honorable mention. I think he's going to take somebody's fucking head off, man. Like, uh, you know, who, who he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, it's a cat that plays for uh, Kansas City. Man, I don't know his name, but I remember I think Keanu Neal, the one that tried to like take, I guess, give Cam CTE or whatever. But the, the kid from Tulane, man, he, he's a he's a fucking baller. But again, I don't see the cover. I, I'm, I'm the cover is not getting me there. But everything else about him playing the run and pursuit and all the other shit, he 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 just a player, man. Um, I like Cam Jones from Indiana. I think he's just all over the field, which I personally like. And my last one, I got to hold it down on P for a team that we've covered the last two years. Aubrey Miller Jr. from Jackson State. I will not continue to do prospects without sprinkling it some HBCU boys. We got to keep our eye on the prize feet. We got to keep our eyes on the different prize. So I sprinkled Aubrey Miller in there because he's just been productive the last two years for Jackson State. After that, man, I got my five. I'm locked in on my five. Um, So who wants to go for number five? I'll kick it off because I think that I'm going to have the most controversial list amongst the, okay. the three of us here. Um, my number five was uh, Riggins, honorable mention, Diane Henley. And again, for the reasons I said, I just like linebacker. The, the, the wave of the game is changing from your prototypical run. So you, you're going to need those hybrid guys who can run down the field and absolutely cover. But you also need a player with instincts. And I think that's what makes a linebacker a linebacker. Um, I don't really give size a whole lot of credence although it is important because you can change a guy's size now does that affect the way he plays and the speed at that point in time sure but um Diane Henley's a football player I think before he transferred to Washington State at Nevada he was a quarterback wide receiver safety he played some defensive end he returned kicks so this is a athlete Bonafide athlete, right? Um, let me make sure. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and that's just that's just what I I do believe that he's going to be able to be a three down linebacker. I don't think he's going to be a sub package guy. Um, and again, that just goes to my belief that you know you can put on twenty more pounds and I'll put him at six two two forty five, and he'll be. Pretty, pretty soft. I think mean, Ray Lewis is probably about that size. Ray Lewis is about 6'2", 240, 250, something like that. Um, now, I'm not saying these kids are Ray Lewis. I'm just saying size comparables. Um, but, yeah, I got Diane Henry as my number five. Um, right. My number five, like, I, I kind of went back and forth um, between between Henley um, as my honorable mention or my five. Um, I went back and, and – Found some stuff on YouTube. Uh, my five is going to be Noah Sewell from Oregon. Um, I, oh, I, I, I had my honorable mention, I, I, and I took them out. This was a hard list because um, there's a lot of like a lot of dudes who I think all can have pretty good careers in the league. Um, what I like about 
Sewell at one, like he, you know, he's obviously he's got the, the pedigree. His brother, his brother got drafted, you know, seven overall. Um, Both of them. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, he's pretty young. Um, and this dude loves violence. Um, he's an absolute thumper, um, almost sometimes to his detriment that he, he wants to absolutely obliterate a dude. Um, and he'll, he'll come in a little under, uh, you know, not under control, um, and, and miss some tackles. Um, he's not exceptional in coverage, but he's, a you know, like a, a B gap to B gap kind of guy who I, I, I think that's what the league can kind of turn him into. That's going to come downhill and just, he doesn't give a shit who it is meeting him in the hole. He's going in face first, bringing the thunder. So a solid five, I think. Uh, I have to agree. I, my number five, I have, to, I have to agree with P, man. Dale and Haley, man. Um, I, <laughs> I cut on the tape, man. I, I just see athletic freak, man. I see athletic freak. I see sideline to sideline. I don't care about size because you don't. I, I, to me, if I feel like they're putting taller guys on the outside than on the back end as opposed to linebackers. They just need guys that are just shift fast. This is, I, I think it's just the way. If you can get yourself a six foot four, four three, four four, four three running freak, that is, I think you want to rush him. The taller, you, the, the, the backer, the more you want to rush him, or you just want him to drop back in space to play balls. But I think undersized linebackers that can play sideline to sideline and sneaking gaps and you know stuff like that that's just a wave right now in my opinion so but i i like the kid it just he seems like he just causes turnovers you know what i mean well he, he might he might hit a ball that might turn into a pick or he might grab a leg and somebody knock the knock the knock, knock the uh, ball out for a fumble he just seems like a turnover machine man and um he gives me honey badger ish but okay. he may not be the guy that gets the ball, but he he's around the ball when it comes out. So, ah, he is my number five. Oh, let me let me throw his stats out. That's what held me up. One one oh six tackles, four sacks, one uh one pick. Uh, he I, I I like this kid a lot. Number four. You know what? I was in the midst of having the conversation, uh, y'all's conversation. I'm, I'm calling the audible here. I'm calling the audible. I had someone ranked higher, uh, but then they didn't fit my mode of, you know, the direction I was going into. And, and Riggins made me realize that. And I was like, I got to be on brand and consistent. So I'm making a switch. And my number four is going to be Noah Sewell for Oregon. Um, I just, it's, this is a violent, violent linebacker who will, uh, y'all remember that Marshawn Lynch interview where he was like, uh, Run through a motherfucking face. Hell yes. Yeah. Over and over and over. And I feel like Noah Sewell has that mindset as a I mean, as far as the stack and shed, he might be the best linebacker because he's so aggressive and fit. He's gonna run whoever is in front of him over. I see him shut. I think I got a more aggressive linebacker, but I digress. Hey, no, hey, you know. Yeah. I feel I like a, I feel like pedigree is definitely a thing here because in that household with how close they are in age, there there had to be some grooming. There, I mean, there's three siblings that are all going to the NFL. Um, 
So yeah, uh, uh, just a, just a, a slight audible. I did have him ranked higher, but I'm gonna move him down to four, and that's gonna make my list a little bit more controversial. Um, but I just like this game, man, and you know that Oregon defense had it not been for you know injuries, had it not been for you know couple players who should have showed up that didn't show up, i.e. Justin Flo. Um, uh-huh. That that Oregon defense could have been the most physical defense in the Pac-12, but that that honor actually goes to Utah. Um, I, can I can I throw this in there? I think uh, I think so and flow um, production scale back because of the coaching change. I think Dan Lennon and Mario Cristobal are two different demands. I think. Like Mario Cristobal is just a gritty saving either man, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think Dan Landers is on fucking tilt day every fucking day. I mean, he just spazzes like he's just moving furniture. This like also Bobby Knight shit, right? Because because if you because look how Georgia played in 2021, look how Georgia played last year, still nasty, but. 2021 was trying to kill motherfuckers, man. 2021 <laughs> was, was nasty. Yeah. So I, I think they made not Jalen Carter's the only one with a body on him, though, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sheesh. <laughs> it, uh, to, I had to. to our knowledge. Allegedly. To our, allegedly. To allegedly. To our knowledge. Allegedly. To our knowledge. I don't, I don't know what type of work that Kobe D put in. I don't I don't know what bodies they got buried up there in this old mystery. So I I don't know. But um that's just that just my, I, I think that's why uh I wasn't too keen over Noah Sewer because I maybe, maybe I, it's yeah. just the culture change. I don't know. I, I don't I I'm gonna say it's because the motherfucking knew he's going to the league. Now okay. flow flow is different. He transferred out, he didn't declare. Um and I think that had to do more with, you know, just his past injury. Sewell did enough to be able to declare. And he'll probably be, if he's a, a day one guy, he'll be a super late day one guy, but he's probably a day two guy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Flo had to transfer to U of A because he didn't do enough to get the type of, you know, response he wanted. But Sewell had already done enough in in his time at Oregon to be able to declare. He and I think they just took the year off because he knew he was going to the league. That's fair. Um num- number four, Riggins. Um, so you mentioned Jordan Davis, um, one of his high school teammates. Right? He and Trent Simpson played together at Mallard Creek, correct? Yes, he did. I seen yeah. Trent, I Trent Simpson in high school. I did too, and uh He's as impressive now as he was then. Um, speaking of athletic freaks, he is that. Um, again, I think he's a little better in the box than he is in coverage. Like, he ain't bad in coverage, but he's, he's, he's better coming downhill, making plays. Um, he's also one that, depending on where he ends up, I think that they can kind of play him in multiple spots. He's not really a one-trick pony. Um, so I think he has the opportunity to really um, – have an impact like I, I think he's similar to a, a Jeremy Chin like P was talking about and that like he's hyper athletic and you can kind of put him in different places and he's just gonna he's just gonna go make plays he's just a put now he, he's 
not quite as rangy as as Chin, but Chin's not quite as good downhill as Simpson is. Um, but yeah, that's my number four. All right, my number four. Oh, this was tough. This was tough. My number four is I want to switch two and four so bad, but I have to give respect to the line. I I just it's just qualities that I like, but I might make a switch. Um, my number four is Jack Campbell from Iowa. Uh, I I I thought about what P said about Jack Campbell. And I do not think Zach, Jack Campbell is an athletic freak, right? But I feel like he is a fucking football player and football players matter. And yes. Football players matter, man. And I'm going to be, a, I'm going, listen, fuck it. I, when I look at him, I see Luke Kegley-ish. I oh. see Luke Kegley-ish. Hmm. I see someone that is more athletic than we're giving him credit for, right? But I think the NFL and money can make you more athletic, in my honest opinion. But the guy just finds the fucking football. Like, he just makes fucking plays. He keeps, he, 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 like, he, 125, one sack, two picks. He, he just makes fucking plays, mate. He does not know how to not make fucking plays, man. He did um, have a good pick on CJ Stroud too, man. He, he, he yo, he set CJ Stroud ass up, man. Um, I think, I think the fuck it. I think he is the next Pro Bowl linebacker. He he gives me Luke Kegley ish vibes. Ish. He he he's giving me top five, top eight linebacker in year. You know, I, I could, I, I, he's getting a second contract. He's going, Jack Campbell's going first round. He's getting a second contract. The only reason I got him at four is because somebody else athletically is just popping out to me a little bit more, but he is getting a second contract and he's going to be in the top five inside linebackers in the NFL. Jack Campbell, that's my number four. And you talk about um, his production this year with 125 tackles. He had 140 last year. He's a problem. He's a he's a problem. It, it just it just another guy is just popping out to me athletically. He's, he's just blowing my sock off right now. But I, I you know, just to, this is this is my thing. If you listen to me, people, just because I have him at four does not mean long term. It's not like he won't be the better player. It's just what I feel right now. We we're saying their names on this podcast. We think that they're productive enough football players where they're not going to let us down. Oh, P, you sound a little low. All right. I, I will fix that as we move forward. Um, okay. We're back at uh, back at going and in, going in number three now. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. We're going to number three. All right. My number three linebacker from Alabama, Henry Two Two. Is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. Two o two o. I don't. I'm not sure. Listen, y'all know I love my polys. Uh, and, and I love, I love that they they just breed football over there. Um, again, he fits my mode of what I'm looking for is versatility. 
Uh, size again is another factor for this guy. He's six foot, two hundred and thirty pounds. That didn't stop him from being productive for Alabama. And again, it's the Alabama pedigree, so you take that into account. Ninety-four tackles this past season. Uh, again, another athletic sideline to sideline guy. Um, Stark in the water on that team with you know with Will Anderson and um, I just it's a lot of games where you see him coming in, cleaning up, making plays, and again has that versatility to to drop in coverage to run down the field. There's a couple games where you see him running with running with linebacker, uh, not line, running with running backs on the backfield, covering slot. Um, so yeah, it just again just falls into my mode of what I like to see from my linebackers in this new day and age in the NFL. And uh, it's, I got a mid three, Henry Tua Tua. Uh, my number three is Drew Sanders, a former Alabama guy who who kind of um, got unlocked at Arkansas. I think um, he's more of an edge rush kind of guy at Bama, um, and he's an athletic freak. Uh, I I think his ceiling is really, really high because he played at a high level and he's really only had a year of being a true like off ball linebacker. So mm-hmm. I think he the ceiling for him, I th- think, is very, very high because um, the athletic traits are all there. Um, he's going to be solid blitzing. Um, he's athletic enough to to drop back into coverage. Um, and. and I don't know. I th- I th- he he did a lot that was impressive for a guy playing in the SEC who hasn't had much experience at a position. Um, my number three is Demarion Overshow from Texas. I, I this guy's an athletic freak, man. This he, he can blitz. He can pursue. He fast as fuck. He can he he can cover fucking like the thing the thing I liked about uh Cam uh Jones and Dale Henley is they can run out there and cover people. Th- this kid can cover people and snatch the ball at the fucking sky. Like I think this is the type of kid you're looking to cover the tight ends because to me linebackers have got to be able to stop the Travis Kelseys and stop the George Kittles and stop the Mark Andrews and stop the Darren Wallace. Right? I think. You get this type of kid to run and this this disrupt shit. Um, you saw WrestleMania. Nobody stopping George Kittle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sidebar, man. Listen, I, I want to say the Miz is impressive for just staying relevant this long, man. And no not question. Even like I, I like I, I, the Miz to me don't get enough respect for just how talented he is. But I, 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 I and, and pulling what he pulled. Yes. It, y'all, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Uh, but Mario Overshaw, that is, he is my number three. Number two, P. Number two, ski for me. This is where we, uh, you know, you guys made me feel good about this call, man. Uh, I got Drew Sanders from Arkansas, Hall, uh, from Arkansas, for the exact same reasons Riggins just uh, laid out there. Um, freak of an athlete, and when when Riggins says he got unlocked. When he transferred from Alabama, he didn't just get. They literally switched him positions almost. He went from from, like you said, edge rusher to off ball, and he flourished. And that only screams 
athletic freak to me. Now he doesn't fit the mode of what I typically would consider, you know, the versatility, but still to go from, you know, four, three down linemen to, you know, stand up outside linebacker and improve your draft stock while making that change in just an off season. Um, that screams athletic freak to me. Uh, so therefore his versatility still keeps him in the same range of what I'm looking for. Uh, because again, I, I'm not just thinking about, I'm not just thinking about, you know, the traditional linebacker in the sense that, Hey, I'm roaming in the middle of the field and anything. You got to be able to, to stop what these offenses are doing. And there's a lot of, you know, situations where linebackers are getting put and outside linebackers, edge rushers getting put in conflict with a lot of the read option RPO stuff that's making its way to the NFL. You got to have athletes who are instinctive. You got to have athletes who are versatile, athletic enough to recover and get on their horse and run downfield after a motherfucker. So, um, with all that being said, I just I just like the the versatility, and that is where I have him slotted. Drew Sanders, number two from Arkansas. Um, my number, I think it was P. Um, we actually, we, we disagree on one of these guys. So my two is Dorian, uh, Williams from Tulane. Um, oh yeah. Or no, no, it was no. So no, actually, I think it was, was you, you said you did not think he was very good in coverage. I I think he was pretty, I think he was solid in coverage. Um, he's where he's supposed to be. Um, and the dude just makes plays. He does. Um, I, I, I can't deny that. Now, Level of comp is a, a fair argument playing at Tulane um, as to whether he's, you know, just a, a better athlete than those guys. Um, but th- they're, they're what in the Sun Belt? Is that right? The, yeah, I, I want to say this. He's a walking fine. That's what he is. Okay. He's a walking fine. He's um, going to fuck somebody up. Man. Yeah, but I, I really. Really, um, I think he's going to be again. You know, with, with linebackers, it's a lot about what they're asking them to do. Um, if if a coaching staff is playing to their strengths, or if they don't, um, I think in the right fit, I think he's going to be a very good professional linebacker. That's that's fair. That's right. I I, I like I like him a lot. I just was just it's it just the I just. Looking at what he did at Tulane and then just thinking uh, NFL, I can see him struggling coverage, but I can also, but I think he's going to start next year. He's going to be a rotation guy. Like he, he's getting drafted day two. I wouldn't be shocked day two. And then I, you know, I think he's going to, you know, I, I just got to see him develop some coverage to me. I, I guess the way the NFL rolls and, you know, you got to, move this down the third and you know all the people that actually make plays on and stuff like that but you know that that's my only reason i have an armor mix but i like i like him a whole lot honestly okay um my number two is drew sanders i think drew listen i didn't see drew Sanders alabama last year right but when you when i turn i do remember drew sanders from south carolina game all right, I do remember that for obvious agenda reasons. Um, I do remember Drew Sanders against Auburn, right? So I went back and I turned on some more tape 
And I just see a guy that makes plays. Now, granted, it is his first time making plays, but maybe, just maybe, and I've seen it from Alabama defense the last couple of years, maybe they just don't have the right guy stirring the drink on defense the last couple of years. It just, in my opinion, just in my opinion, last two seasons have not felt Alabama-ish to me. Um. I think this kid is just like he's going he's going to start his first year. Um he reminds me a little bit of Gerard May. He 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 feels real patriots to me. He he feels very very patriots to me. He feels a little Darius Leonard to me. He he feels like he could just go and just step on the field and just be instantly productive. You know what I mean? Um, so he's my number two linebacker, Drew Sanders from Arkansas. Now, number one. Number one. And um, he wasn't very high on y'all's list. Me and Julius Rock might have the same guy. Trent Simpson. I am shocked he said it. I am shocked for continuing. Don't be shocked. I Listen, game recognized game. He, he, I, I don't like Clemson. I don't mean the players that come through Clemson I got issues with. Um, Trent Simpson's a baller, man. And to call him a linebacker is kind of like just discrediting all the other shit that he can do. I mean, he could he could play safety. He could he could play edge rusher. Uh, he's definitely in the box, overhang, however you want to play him a linebacker, he's that. Um he he's similar to who's who's the guy that Clemson had that went to the Cardinals Isaiah uh, Simmons Isaiah Simmons, Simmons yeah. Isaiah Simmons yeah who I really wanted the Panthers to draft same that year but oh uh, god yes yes <laughs> we um yeah he Clemson will keep a few of those and I know Julius Rocket said over the years that sometimes the positions get a little bit watered down. Um, <laughs> Hey, the real coming back though. I real coming back. <laughs> but I mean, just watch it. I think that I mean they lost the game in Notre Dame, but the dude had 10 tackles, he's all over the field. Um yeah, 73 tackles for the season, three passes defense, you know, two forced fumbles. This is just a playmaking machine for Clemson in, in a time where they needed as many playmakers as they could get. And I think we said it on the show a, a lot. Clemson's defense didn't disappoint. Clemson's defense stood tall, um, especially going back to last year, it, the first game of the season against Georgia, and for them to be able to keep that offense in check to at least look like they had a chance to be in the game. Um, you know, hats off to the, uh, the entire Clemson defense, because I know y'all's team took a bad rap because, you know, the offense and one person in particular, maybe two people in particular, couldn't get it together. But I got Trent Simpson as my number one. And again, my criteria may be different than the next man's criteria. I like the versatility, the flexibility to be able to drop in the coverage, to do it all. Uh, it, it, we don't need to switch anybody out for sub package because your linebacker, uh, strong safety, free safety, nickel, it doesn't matter. He's right here on the field already. And you, you can just do a lot of things with a player like that. Yeah, my number one uh, different criteria for sure. Um, I, I probably tipped away what it was earlier, 
uh, with a reaction to one of your honorable mentions. Uh, I think Jack Campbell is the best linebacker in this class. And I, I get I can see that he looks like me. Uh, <laughs> but, like, man, like, he's 6'5", 250, and he ran a 4.65. Like, yeah. Jack, 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 Jack Campbell's legit. I mean, he he's just not, compared him to Luke Keekley. So, I mean, you I damn mean, your yeah. the best. <laughs> I mean, so, and, and that, the other thing, too, is he's not just a, a downhill, like, come fuck you up when you come through the hole kind of guy. Like, he's smart in coverage. Um, I don't know if he can, like, cover dudes up the seam like Luke Keekley did. And, like, I don't want to compare guys to Luke Keekley because he was so, like, cerebrally ahead of everybody. Um, just calling out plays and knowing everything. And, like, but, um, <clears throat> You got to have that dude in the middle of your defense that makes sure that everybody's right and then can go get his own job done. And I think Jack Campbell's that dude. Like Iowa's defense, you know, not a lot of points got scored in Iowa this year by anybody. Um, and he's got a lot to do with that. Um, my number one is Trenton uh, Simpson. Um, now I'm gonna give you why he's my number one. Now it's it's based off tape, but it's not based off tape, okay? And I and you know again I am objective Clemson fan, okay? I feel like Trenton Simpsons was underutilized at Clemson, and I I always felt that way. Um, from the time he got to Clemson, he was underutilized. Brett Venables, to me, was not utilizing him to his best ability. This year, I thought the new D.C. would have moved him to the box. I, he's, he, to me, he's a middle linebacker. I've been screaming this on Twitter the last two years. Put Trent Simpson in the box. Put Trent Simpson at Mike. Because I, I feel like Clemson just had him as a blitzer. Now, now his, his first two years, they let him cover a little bit. I think he's a solid cover. You know, I don't necessarily think he's somebody that's gonna snatch the ball at the sky, like in picks and stuff like that. But I think his true calling is middle linebacker, and I think his potential could make him the best linebacker in this draft. Right? I think Jack Campbell is the better football player. Um, even though I got him at number four, I think Jack Jack Campbell is the best football player, but the best. If he, if it all clicks, and I guess that's my thing with Clemson defense, in my opinion, the last two years, I felt like they have not – certain players have not lived up to their potential, i.e. Miles Murphy, um, essentially has shown flashes. Now, I think this coming year, you might see the real deal, Holyfield from some players, but um, I, I, I think he – I think if Trenton Simpson – gets in the right place, the right coach in the right situation, he'll be the best linebacker in this draft. In my opinion. All right. Um, I've been waiting for this, but I want to give a little context. I want to give a little bit of time. I want the pro days to happen. Now, in my opinion, pro days don't change anything for me because it's just shorts, but I just need to see a couple of throws just, to, just, just for a little confirmation, okay? So we're doing quarterbacks. I don't feel like we need to wait. There's no, there's no more reasons to wait. We, we've seen all we need to see. We like who we like. We want who we want. Are there? Do you guys have honorable mentions? No. I have one. I have one. 
Okay, okay, Riggins, give me your. I got two. Give me your honorable mention. Um, mine is Hendon Hooker. Um, because whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Go oh yeah, oh yeah. So one, um, Hendon Hooker is 25, 26. Like, is he gonna be twenty? I coached against Hendon Hooker. <laughs> so yeah, so he's he's an older prospect. Um he coming off ACL surgery which is not as big a deal as it used to be I don't think um guys come back from ACLs and they're they're not a shell of their former self like it used to be um so I don't want to hold that against him too much but like it is I mean it matters um as far as like shelf life I think um and I don't think they asked him to do a whole lot at Tennessee like his fault or not but like he's just a vertical ball thrower. And he does throw a very good deep ball. Um, he had a great year. Uh, if who if he doesn't get hurt, who knows how we're talking about him and that Tennessee team? Like what they end up doing? I mean, they beat Bama. Um, I just don't. A lot of it's the age for me. I think like he's he's not enough of a finished product to go. Yeah, he's twenty five. Let's let's take him, you know, in the top ten because even though he's twenty five, like he's NFL ready. I still think there's big enough questions with him that if he was twenty one, okay. I don't want to draft a twenty five year old dude who's still kind of a project. I guess if you're asking me, if you're asking me to create an honorable mention, I guess my honorable mention would be Stetson Bennett. All right, enough said. I'm about to log <laughs> off <the> fucking <laughs> so, Stetson Bennett is not my honorable mention. Stets, I have a case of Gatorade wager, two cases of Gatorade wager, Sam's Club version. That's how confident I am that Stetson Bennett will not be drafted. Stetson Bennett will be a manager at Enterprise, okay? That is what he's going to do. He's going to be selling cars, selling life insurance, SEC analysts, XFL, <laughs> a real league. Uh, if they have a G League for the NFL, Stetson Bennett will be down there at 32 years old, willing and dealing. But I'll be damned if Stetson Bennett is drafted in this fucking NFL draft, man, okay? I'll hey, Julie, be damned. I got, I got okay. two words for you, Julius Rock. Okay. I got two words for you. I got two words. What? Cool, cool blue. Cool. <laughs> that's the flavor I want when he gets drafted. That's okay, okay, <laughs> that's fine. That, I, that is fine. I will, I will, I will. I promise, I will send that fucking Gatorade <laughs> to P, and I will send that Gatorade to Riggins. If Stetson Bennett is fucking drafted, I will be glued to my phone for the results of this fucking draft because I. Oh, because you know, you know, as soon as it happens, you get notifications. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm staying. I'm going to get it from three people because my uh, my homeboy, he's a bulldog fan. And Mayhem had an intense debate by Stetson Bennett. He said he thinks Stetson Bennett get drafted. I, of course, think Stetson Bennett will be selling crypto. Okay, so fuck <laughs> not, not crypto. <laughs> he would not be goddamn in the Stetson NFL. Now, Bitcoin Bennett. Bitcoin Bennett. <laughs> I might, I'm gonna name the podcast Bitcoin Bennett. <laughs> um, I have um. I have two honorable mentions. Um, my first honorable mention 
I know it what is one Dorian Thompson Robinson. It's gonna be from UCLA. I feel like I know what one I'm gonna be. DTR. Okay, I, I sure. like him. I like him a lot. Um, back up, back up. My next one is a uh quarter black quarter black of the week uh alumni. Um, he's gonna he to me he's going to be the next Tyler Huntley. Okay. Malik Willis, my, my fault. Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Okay, he's he to me. I I think I, I think he just got injured a lot. He got dinged up a lot. You know, you know, you know how it is when you when you play five years of college football and old age catches up with you. So, mm-hmm. um, Malik Cunningham didn't have the best senior year, but I you know you can't ignore the two or three years of production that he did have. So, Malik Cunningham, he, he is my honorable mention. Um. Riggins, my socks are on the floor. I'm putting him back on right now from the Hendon Hooker thing. But uh, number five, who is number five? Who wants it first? P. Riggins, number five. I'll take it first. My number five is Hendon Hooker. Um, Unlike everyone else, I don't think age is an issue. And the reason why I don't think age is an issue is because when you have – Brigham Young University players who go on missions prior to going into college for two years, they enter college as 20 and 21 year olds and then go on to play quarterback and have a wife and seven kids by the time they graduate and get drafted by the (laughs) New Orleans Saints and get paid. I don't think age is an issue at all. I think it's a plus. It was touted as a plus for certain individuals. So I think it is a plus for Hendon Hooker. He's more mature. He's going to be a natural leader in the organization where he's not the young guy on the roster. Um, And he throws bombs, cannons. Um, If he had the ability to throw at the, at pro days and, and and I'm sorry, at the combine, he would have, he would have been able to wow. He has had workouts. He's worked out for the Indianapolis Colts, which is a great sign um, that he might be draft ready. Um, so, yeah, I got Hendon Hooker at number five. He did enough at Tennessee, um, although they got the stocks blown off from when they played Georgia. Yeah, I wish to be expected. Um, he just did enough for me to rise. He was in Heisman consideration through much of the season before the injury so and before the Georgia game. Um, and then after the Georgia game, he came back strong. I think everybody expected him, Tennessee to struggle against Georgia. And, um, and then, you know, to to be in Heisman consideration, just fall off the face of the earth from a prospect percent uh, perspective is crazy to me. So I got Hendon Hooker number five. All right, um, my number five is a guy who I've I've kind of beat the drum for. I, I think I've mentioned him on the pod before. Um, Tanner McKee from Stanford. Yes. Um, mostly because, like, first of all, he's got the size. He's six. He's like a legit six six. Um. You know, if you're playing quarterback at Stanford, you're getting a guy who's like he's got it between the ears, right? He's he's a smart dude. Um, he's super accurate, and he had no help around him at all. And still, like, I want to say I saw a stat that said something about he had the he was the most accurate or like top five most accurate guys in college football, like having to throw into tight windows because he had no protection and his dudes just weren't getting open, and he was still kind of making plays. Um, and that's a skill that translates to the NFL. Um, now there's, again, there's other stuff that you can, can talk about him to where, um, maybe he's not great. Like he, um, 
his, his arm is average. Um, and so that can be a question mark sometimes, I think. Um, he also, I think because he know, knew how bad his offensive line was, like rushed the ball sometimes because he knew pressure was, was coming. Um, yeah, their offensive line was the like eighth worst, I think, in power five. I mean, that that's when you're a quarterback, like you, you have confidence in your guys, but eventually when you get hit and you get hit and you get hit and you get hit, you're going to be like, all right, this ball's got to come out. Or I'm just going to keep getting the shit kicked out of me every single week. I think in a better situation, we're talking about him with these top guys. I can see that. All right. My number five is Will Evans from Kentucky. Um, now, before you say Julius Rock, you're going based off the skin. No, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm going to tell you why I looked at Will Levis because I heard Mel Kiper said he's was number one. Um, and it, but I don't trust Mel Kiper in quarterbacks. Okay, just don't. I look at a handful of Will Levis games because I know how horny man Tepper is, okay? I know how David Tepper is and, you know, how he just be salivating over quarterbacks and he just makes irrational decisions due to lust. I, when I see Will Levis, I see Sam Darnold. I see little to no regard for the football. (laughs) No, no. No, no, like maybe I shouldn't throw it there. Nah, fuck it. I can make this throw. That's what I see. I see Sam Darnold all in his fucking veins. That's what I see. Okay. Um, I think if I can see Will Levis, um, I can see Will Levis in Oakland. I can see Will Levis in Oakland because I think something, uh, uh, somebody like Josh McDaniels who I think is a fraud, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I think what Josh McDaniel does with all the play action and all the screens, and we're going to run the ball here. We're going to take some timely throws. We're going to try our best not to try to give this motherfucker away. I may not, I may not air you out, but goddamn, we're going to just slow grind you up the field. I think Will Levis will thrive in Oakland, me personally. Um, but Will Levis is my number five quarterback. Right. Could have been honorable um, mention, but you know. Also, hey. I'd like to mention we talked about the, the the guys that go to BYU and do their mission or whatever. Um, he did go to BYU, but Tanner McKee also did his his mission. Um, and he's only twenty three coming out. Hinton Hooker's twenty five, with no mission. <laughs> <laughs> Hinton Hooker, I think, is he older than Sam Darnold or right at it? Right? Probably right, right there with Sam Darnold. I mean, him got, and Stetson Bennett are around the same. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they're both. Uh, they're going to be drawing um, retirement from the government before they get retirement <laughs> from the NFL. So, number four. Who got number four? P. Number four for me. Uh, I wanted to be disrespectful, but I'm not going to be disrespectful. I got Will Levis there. Um, and to to be completely honest with you, Will Levis has some some admirable traits but what we what we try to do on this publication 
is we try to level set the expectations. Just because you have a big arm doesn't mean that you're the best quarterback in a draft class. Doesn't mean that you should be elevated above others who have accomplished things that you haven't accomplished with your big arm. And you know who Will Levis reminds me a lot of? Zach Wilson. No, rookie and sophomore year, Josh Allen. <laughs> you just said you weren't going to be disrespectful. <laughs> no, nah, nah, turn it up, Pete. Turn it up. Keep going. Keep Go ahead. Going. I mean, like, he, let's just be honest. He's prone to interceptions. He is prone to give the ball to the other team. He has some bad decision-making, and that comes from the lack of ability to read the field. Um, but I'm not going to kill a kid in college for these things because he's in college. These are the things that you grow through and and, and, and you grow out of. Hey, could, because- I, could I add this? Could I add this? And I should have started with this. I want to preface this because some people do not understand how college football works in the evaluation of a quarterback. In college football, everybody's fucking open, okay? The middle of the field is, is your friend. You can all, if you, anytime you get a first down, you'll get that bitch on the middle of the field or you'll get that bitch on like a, a, a post or a curl or a dig. You'll get that motherfucker because they will always give you one-on-one and in the middle of the field is always open. And, you know, I think uh, you can't, re- to me, you can't read too much into college. You just have to say, okay, what does he do good? Could he make that in the NFL? And, and Will Levis, to me, should have thrown, and I don't want to hear the Kentucky excuse because Mark Stoops has had Kentucky rolling for the last, not, last year may not have been the best, may have been one of the weaker Kentucky teams in maybe the last five years, but he, he, even if you're, you, if you're in SEC, bro, you can you can goddamn wake up and throw goddamn 30 touchdowns in, AC, in the SEC, man. It's not fucking hard. It's not no, fucking look, hard. And, and you're in the with Kentucky... Was Kentucky weaker, or did Hendon Hooker just lift Tennessee to the spot that they were supposed to be in? Kentucky was weaker. Kentucky was weaker. Cause I think Kentucky Kentucky uh, was like the second best team in the East the last two years. It just Georgia was in the fucking way. Kentucky Kentucky this is probably the weaker weaker Kentucky team in the last two two or three years. I don't know, man. Tennessee and South Carolina both stepped up. Well, Levis didn't. Well, come on, Levis didn't play against South Carolina. That's neither here nor there. And Tennessee, I mean, ten, ten, I, I think this is probably weaker Kentucky. I mean, yeah, everybody Boston, Kentucky, like this is not like serious. Kentucky, like the the number two SEC team the last two years. SEC East team. SEC East, yes, absolute. SEC East is not that fucking hard, but I digress. My fault. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm just saying. So the thing, so here's the thing that we try to do, right? Will Levis would not get so much. Uh, we would not be ex- more overly critical of him if he was just being evaluated the same way as all of his peers were. We're not going to lift him up because he has the big arm. We're just going to look at the production on the field. And to that point, I will say I would not hate Josh Allen so much if he wasn't drafted in front of Lamar Jackson. That's just what it is. So Will Levis is not is not going to be your fault. But you have to understand the pecking order of this thing. If Hendon Hooker doesn't get hurt, Hendon Hooker leapfrogs Will Levis the same way I think all of us believe Anthony Richardson is going to leapfrog Will Levis. Um, 
We mean this, leapfrog. This is- you can't, can't leapfrog if he's already ahead. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You can't leapfrog. I'm already on the top of the hill. So. Listen, no, listen. So I, the only reason I say leapfrog is because I heard through the grapevine that the traditional powers who we disagree with are also on the same page as us. And typically okay. that doesn't happen. Typically they'd be crying for uh rich, we'll, we'll save that talk for early. We'll save it for later. We'll save it for later. But I got we'll Will Levinson. I got him, I got him at number four. Um, I also have Will Levis at number four. Um, I'm going to make a case for Will Levis and I'm going to make a case okay. against Will Levis. Okay. Um, case for Will Levis is when he had some help last year. He was really, really good. Okay. Um, he graded out like over a 90 on PFF. Like he, he's obviously, he's got a rocket attached to his shoulder. He's pretty athletic. Um, and he he can he can make all the he has the arm talent to make all the throws. It doesn't mean that he makes all the throws consistently in games, but he has the, the arm talent to make all the throws. Um, the case against him, um, he's kind of weird, from what I understand. Like, dude puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Like, you're white enough. <laughs> don't have to. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yes. like, and I get like. I've never tried it. Maybe it's good. I'm not going to find out. Um, if if he enjoys it, cool, man. Live your life. That's fine. Um, I don't get it, but that's okay. <laughs> the, that's a strong case against. Well, yeah. It's just, well, I mean, like, so. Oh, correct. Well, do y'all watch Ted Lasso? No, I, I, I'm the only guy that makes sense. No, that's, so, on, that's on Apple. That's on Apple TV, right? It is. And let me tell you, it's, it's actually really, really good. Especially like both of you guys like have some coaching background. Like it's, it's for sure good. Um, but they, they just, it's not really spoilers. They, they get a guy in there who is phenomenally talented. I'm not saying Levis is, I'm just drawing the analogy here. Phenomenally talented, but he's the weirdest dude on the planet. And it's one of those things where you just had to kind of go like, all right, if, like, is, is this a guy like, you know, mayo coffee guys he is he the one we want leading the team that being said like it seems like you know his teammates at, at kentucky liked him um and and he did i think he played really hard this year in, in not a great situation um he can i heard somebody say one time about a dude with a strong arm that he could throw it through a car wash and the ball wouldn't get wet um he can he can zip the ball there was also a case against him besides he's weird um Apparently, like at like the intermediate level of the field, he only had something like twelve or thirteen completions outside the numbers. Now, I don't know if that's an inability to read, if it's an inability of his receivers to get open, if they just did scheme to throw the ball there, um, some combination of all of the above. But like, if you can't drive the ball to the sideline in the NFL, they're going to shut you down real quick. So there's there's definitely some pluses with this dude, and there are also some really big minuses. And he's going to be 24 when the season starts. Also a negative two when you're talking about a guy who's a prospect. I, I, I want to add to Will Levis, and I'll, I'll give my, um, you know, I, I'll give my number four. I think Will, to me, college gives you more free range to, to just to just go at it. You know what I mean? Like just just have at it. Like you're at the buffet, do what you want to do. It's your world. That's the problem in college. The NFL is we're going to rain this bad boy. If we have a game plan, this is what we're going to do. 
you're going to need some ability, but you're going to have to do what the hell you're supposed to do. And I think somebody has to save Will Levis from himself because Will Levis can either be a 10 interception kid or he can be a 25 interception kid in the NFL. You know what I mean? So I think just the system is going to be a major thing for Will Levis, man. That's like huge. I think it's already bore itself out in his college career when in 2021 when he had talent he looked Mm -hmm. amazing and 2022 when he didn't have talent he looked like a not first day type of guy look what happened to sam howell in the draft right year to year you know oh man i I, oh but i and i want to just kind of look at josh allen josh allen was going to be out the league in the first three Mm -hmm. years if they didn't get stefan diggs with him Man, I feel like not Sam the Hart, same. But Sam, Sam Howe was the best quarterback in draft last year. But yeah, know. I, I mean, and I'm not comparing the two again. But like talking about 20 plus interceptions, like Peyton Manning had 20 plus his first year. I'm not saying Will Love's going to turn into Peyton Manning, but I'm just saying that like most rookie quarterbacks, if they get drafted really high, they're getting drafted by bad teams, and unless they are absolute saviors. It's going to take a little time for him to actually become decent, I think. I will you know, say this: had twenty interceptions in their first year. Who else? Is Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he don't got twenty interceptions now. <laughs> no. Um, Will Levis has to go to Oakland, man. I'm telling you, if he goes anywhere else with Oakland, it's going to get. It's going to, if he goes to the Texas, it's going to get spooky, man. If he goes to the Texas, it's going to be real scary, man. He has to go. He can't go to Indianapolis. He has to go to Oakland. It's the only way. Um, My number four is Hendon Hooker. All right? I'm going to tell you why, okay? Is he 40 years old? Maybe, okay? But when I see Hendon Hooker, right, you know who I see? I see Brock Purdy. I see somebody that's just not going to turn the ball over. And I think that matters. And I just don't think. He was 70% on the season. I think Henry Hooker, he did not turn the ball over. Now, was he surrounded by freaks? Absolutely. I think. If he slides to a, it, it just has to be the right, the right team, the right fit. I could see hitting Hooker not even going day one, but it has to be the right team, right fit. And I think he's number four because I think he's just going to do his job. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do my job. And then I have to make that play. I'll make that play. But I, I just think he's he's the next Brock Purdy man, waiting to go to the right team. Hit Hooker is my number four. Now, number three. This is where controversy comes in. I'm going to take okay. a lot of heat for this. Okay. But it's, again, oh, I know what he's it's preference. Do. I know what he's going to do. <laughs> it's preference. <laughs> number three for me is Bryce Young. Oh, God. <laughs> number three for me is Bryce Young. I okay. I just I, – I, my, my quarterback's got to be six-plus. I mean, if you, I mean, they just got to. I watch, I watch. I'm in Arizona. I'm in Phoenix. I'm watching the Cardinals implode right now. We just got a coach fired because we got a, a mini me back here running around. Um, I'm looking up at, at Denver right now, and you know it didn't look so great last year. And I mean, 
I just tell everybody Drew Brees is not walking through that door. Drew Brees. What if he is? What if he is? What if he is? What if he is? But if he walks through, he's limping out. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is not an indictment on Bryce Young's game. It's not because I think he's an excellent player. He can literally make all the throws. Um, Instincts are great. Um, He is also the reason Clemson fans are extremely disappointed because they did not get what Alabama got with the two California quarterbacks coming Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They did not get that from DJ, and they were expecting to get that from DJ because everything they heard about it was that DJ and Bryce Young were one and two, and it just didn't pan out that way. Now, Bryce Young, incredible statement games in 2020, 2021. I mean, he won the Heisman that year. Incredible statement, incredible games where he just willed Alabama to victory. Not only did he have the weapons, but you could tell that he was the reason for those weapons succeeding. It wasn't the other way around where they made him look good. There was games where he's getting outside the pocket and and finding, you know, whoever down the field and had uh, who was the receiver that got injured in the championship game? Uh, Jameson wait, Williams. Jameson, Jameson Williams. Yeah. Jamison Williams doesn't get injured in that game. Alabama's walking a dog on Georgia. That's just how I personally feel. And that's a lot for me to say because my boy Keely Ringo was on that team and uh, he would have had a longer day had that injury not occurred. Um, Bryce Young's the real deal. I just can't get pa- it, It's not his fault. If, if we're going to blame anybody, we got to look at Kyler Murray. We got to look at Russell Wilson. We got to look at these guys and and be like, yo, Y'all are making it hard out here for us. And I don't know. Listen. I want to be as respectful of Bryce Young as possible because his game is number one overall worthy. But there, there is some conflict there with me because my team owns the number one pick. And I, I just need. I just need to be able to trust that you fit and, in the and, mode and, of the quarterback and, that we are used to seeing. So and I, and I, I got brush on number add three. To that. I want to add to that. Um, I think – oh, hold on. Let me ask you this before we go on. I didn't mean to cut you off. Is our number one based on what we want the Panthers to do or who we think the best player of both? Yes. Okay, so our, so our number one is based on what we want the Panthers to do in a little bit or a little bit of both or which one? All, 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 all the above? Yeah, I, can't, I, I need can't, all of it. I need. To, I can't I need turn it feeling. off. Yeah, I can't turn it off. <laughs> okay. I need okay, the that's, feeling. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, continue. Go ahead, Rick. Your, your number uh, three. Uh, my number three is Anthony Richardson. Um, okay. Obviously, the physical traits speak for themselves. Um, the, the Cam Newton comparisons. I think we've mentioned this before. Those need to go away. Cam won a natty by himself. Anthony Richardson went six and seven. Um, he is not Cam Newton. Um, Cam also still to this day doesn't get – he was a pocket passer who could also run. Does, uh, thank you. He's thank not – but I get it. He's six foot six and he's black, so ergo just an athlete, right? That's what people think. Um, I think that – in the right situation, Anthony Richardson can come in um, and, and be the like maybe where he's not the day one starter, 
give him a chance to to grow as a quarterback because again he he's only going to be twenty two, um, and he can be, you know, a a, a goal line package kind of guy, a short yard package kind of guy, or just like a little, I don't want to say gimmicky kind of you know, like a wildcat type quarterback because I mean it's not like he can't throw the ball, um, he's just not you know, you can't get by in the NFL as just an athlete. That's um, true. And not at quarterback. And, and so I think that because of that, um, it's hard to put him uh, over other people. Um, he's he's another one who uh, rocket attached to his shoulder um, and only throws the ball hard. It's like he's, tr- like he's trying to knock his dudes off their feet with every ball. Um, and you, you kind of got to learn to maybe feather those passes a little bit sometimes. Um, and he, he, he's another one that like, he needs that time to, to maybe sit and grow because he doesn't have a ton of experience. Um, he's going to get better with reps and he deserves the opportunity somewhere to do that. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to put him over the other guys for me. My number three is also Anthony Richardson. All right. I see no Cam Newton comparisons because I'm going to tell you the difference between the two. I Now, if I go back to college and I'm shooting Will Levinson Bell, you know, um, I did say that it's arguably one of the worst Kentucky teams he played on probably the last four or five years. There wasn't shit in Florida the last two years. Nothing. I and and I and I just don't know why Florida it, it just Florida quarterbacks they just it just it just ghetto man. It just we don't have talent. But I think Billy Napier is gonna fix that. But like that was just probably the least talented skill position Florida Gator team I've seen in years. Um but I think Anthony Richardson um the difference between him and Cam Newton, well, outside of being big and black, Cam was just a physically dominant person. Cam personified dog. When Cam Newton walked on the fucking field, he had a fuck you attitude to everybody. I think Anthony Richardson is confident, but I don't see I'm going to run. I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm running your ass over or I'm going to physically dominate you. When I step on the field, I'm going to put fear of God in your fucking defense. I do not see that for Anthony Richardson. But I, when I see Anthony Richardson, I see a kid that just has so much potential. He just went to the wrong school to kind of unlock it. And I think if me personally, I don't think he needs to sit a year. I think he could come in and play, but it's got to be on a team with a good O-line, um, good run game, coach that can coach with a little bit of playmakers that can kind of savvy and kind of scheme around it, i.e. the Colts. Um, I think Anthony Richardson in the Colts has to happen, okay? It, it, it makes the most sense because they just have the things around him that can kind of protect him to, to, to let him take the next to take, let him take the next step, man. I see more, I can see Anthony Richardson being and Josh Allen if they give him the Stefan Diggs, you know what I mean? That's because they, they both I have see. the accuracy questions kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, like, 
like I think you know what this this is my theory about accuracy. I laugh listen I I'm laughed at Buffalo that, I laughed I'm at about Buffalo to answer the accuracy on. question okay, well, <laughs> let, let me say this right fast um this is my thing with accuracy in NFL completion percentage is the biggest load of cap in the world to me because it is context with throwing the damn ball shit happens motherfucker tip the ball motherfucker drop the ball ball get deflected you know, your old lineman came and shit happened. A lot of shit can happen with throwing the goddamn ball, man. And yeah. I, I, I think with accuracy in NFL, you gotta have playmakers because everybody throws bad balls. It's just who the fuck are you throwing it to? It, you know, if am I throwing to Jamar Chase or am I throwing to goddamn 46-year-old uh, Julian Edelman? It's, it's just different. So Peyton Manning threw ducks for years. They just landed in people's hands. It was never that, pretty. That, that could catch it. <laughs> yeah, catch that, that, it. correct. Yeah, yeah. Drew, Drew Brees was putting that bitch the last four, for three years. He just putting that bitch to like Michael Thomas. You just know throwing what I mean? slants. Or, yeah. A, a Camara, you know, so, you know, that that's just my thing. But the right situation will be all right. But my fault, Pete, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was just going to say, uh, you know, we're going to move into my number two, which is Anthony Richardson. Um. The first thing I want to address is the completion percentage. We are not about to sit here and comb over completion percentage with Anthony Richardson when we allow Josh Allen to get drafted over a Heisman winner with a 54%, a 56% career completion percentage out of college. When I turn on the tape and look at Florida, I see Anthony Richardson's 54% completion percentage. But you also what you also want to know what I saw? I saw FBS leading 50 drops by the Florida receivers. Oh, was it 50? 50 Ooh. drops. Last I told them boys was like good, man. The boys was not good. <laughs> 50 <laughs> drops. He threw the ball away 20 times last season. So you have seven, you have basically 70 uh passing attempts that were just negated because either your receiver dropped the ball on you. Which that should be a stat against the, the well. Clearly, I'm making it a point to make it a stat against the, the receiver. And then you threw the ball away 20 times. If you adjust for that, don't you think that improves his percentage completion just a little bit? Just maybe it doesn't make him, you know, above. It doesn't make him a Pat Mahomes or anybody in, but maybe it makes him look a little bit better than what the 54 percent is. Um, I turn on the tape. the The first thing you see is the athleticism I'm talking about. I turn on the game against LSU and the, the boy ran the ball 80 yards and outran everybody down the field. Mm-hmm. Yes. And not That's only true. did he outrun everybody down the field, he broke tackles down the field late when you would think a quarterback would just want to get out of bounds to get ready for it. No, this is a, this is a football player. And then I watched games against, uh, I believe it was Mississippi State. I, I might be wrong, where he's throwing outs and they're just fucking laser beams and they're getting to the oh, sideline. He throws shit out of it. He throws shit out of it. Yeah. Make yeah. every throw. So I know I dog Josh Allen for, for being lifted up in the evaluation process. This is the same type of situation here. And he's playing FBS opponents. Division one power five opponents, not well, Florida not, just Florida just bad, man. Florida just terrible. So I want the same type of consideration for his skill set that we provided Josh Allen in 2017. Was that 2017? I think 2018, I think. 
think that's 20. Yeah, eight, okay, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. The 2018 was the draft. 2017 was the, the, the college season, 7 to 18. Now, I will, I will go and say this. It's only been two football players in the history of the NFL to improve their passer completion by 10% from one season to the other. Do you know who those two players are? Who are they? Josh Camden. Allen is one. Is Camden the other one? No. Uh, the current yeah. quarterback trying to get paid. Oh, Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are the only two players to improve their completion percentage by 10% or better in one year. One of them got Stefan Diggs. The other one didn't. I believe Anthony Richardson is the best combination between these two from a from a running perspective. He might not be as fast as Lamar, but damn it, he's as I mean, he's a 4-4 runner. Lamar didn't even run the 40 because y'all were gonna switch his position if he did. Um and he has Equal to the same, I won't say equal, and I might say Levis even might have a slightly bigger arm than Richardson, but Richardson has a big enough arm. He has a big enough arm, so I got a number two because he's six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he's doing backflips. He's doing backflips like a, a skill position receiver. That's what it is. It, it's the freak excellent. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, and and Richardson also a year and a half younger than Levis too. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. I've said before, like when I'm drafting, I'm I'm like a Catholic priest, man. I like them young. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just that's just my take. Now, I I will tell you that I believe Bryce Young is more pro ready right now. I just the six five, I can't get past it. I cannot get past it. All right. What's up, Wiggins? Your Wiggins, your number two. So we're at two. Um, Two for me is Bryce Young. I, I, I know it's kind of that's that's the the obvious who it's going to be um, because he's tiny. Um, he was the best player at Alabama last year, which is saying something. Consider we're talking about Alabama. Um, they didn't have the the freaks around him that that some of the other quarterbacks who have played there did, and he carried that team. Um, <clears throat> he moves very very well in the pocket, like his his instincts in the pocket. Um, and that could be because he's five foot four or whatever, five foot four and an eight, whatever it is. Um, he measured what he got to 200 on his pro day. And the, it, here's the thing, the, the, the five ten or whatever it is, is not for me, not as big of a question as the, as the 185 pounds is, um, because you got, you got these guys like Vita Vea comes through and wraps him up. And and sacks him and lands on top of him. Vita Veda is two of Bryce Young. Oh, he's like, getting he's getting two it. Yeah, you can't just walk that like. And I I think like I don't question his toughness, but like that's just a physics problem that his body can't solve. Um, and so, and even if he's pretty solid his first couple years, hits add up. Um, and there's been enough evidence that. We haven't, you know, like small quarterbacks historically like haven't been durable. And, and so I think if you're taking a guy this high and you want him to be the the face of your franchise, you can't be concerned that he's going to miss, you know, four games a year, five games a year with lingering stuff. And then 
always be one hit away from, all right, we'll see you next year. And so despite all the things that he does really, really well, because he has, he's, he's a, I think he actually gets a little too much credit for his athleticism. Like he's not a, a bad athlete, but he ain't, he's not on the same level as Richardson and Levis are. Um, I, th- I think if he had those exact same movement skills, he was white, they wouldn't talk about him being athletic. Um, but they tend to, you know, they, they tend to tag traits onto certain players that look certain ways just because they look certain ways. Um, and so I think that even though he does all those things really, really well, he moves well in the pocket, sees it well, like finds, and I think he's maybe the smartest quarterback in the class. Um, because you, you see him when he's back there in the pocket and stuff kind of breaks down. Like he never seems like he's rushed or like he doesn't kind of know where his next move is going to be. And I think that's a skill that translates. Um, because when you play quarterback at some point, there's going to be chaos back there. And how well do you, do you handle that where you have these other guys who are running around just hoping somebody flashes into their vision because they panic. And I don't think Bryce Young really does that. Um, but the, the, the durability and the size, cause there's a reason he didn't weigh at his pro day is cause he was back to 185 pounds. Um, he, he pissed out all that water weight as soon as he <laughs> left the combine. Um, and you know, he dropped the, you know, the, 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 he, he'd probably had to shit for three days and just held it. You know what I mean? Like anything he could to to throw some pounds on, but he, he's, he's I don't know if they measure their height with socks on, but I think he may have had some heel cups in his socks too. When he got, (laughs) that was an extra half inch. Um, yeah, man, the, the, the size is too, like, and that's again, not his fault. He didn't get to pick that he was going to have a tiny skeleton. Um, but even like the, the Kyler comparisons, Kyler's got what, 30 pounds on him. It's so it's not the height for me. It's the weight, man. Um, I, he's, I just don't think he holds up for two full contracts. So, yeah. My number two is CJ Stroud. Yes. My you did number, that? I, I'm, I not did it. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I did it. I like what I like. I know what I saw. I, and listen, 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 listen. I have nothing against C.J. Stroud. I am good with either one at my quarterback, right? But we talk about what I want, <laughs> what I want the Panthers <laughs> to do. This, this, this is why I asked that question. I say you want to you, you ask me what I want, right? You ask me what I want. <laughs> I want. Listen, I like C.J. Stroud. I really do. C.J. Stroud showed me something at Georgia. I, I may. Big, I like to watch the college football game. I'm a college football guy. I like to watch the games. And I like to watch games when it's just some stakes, it's some pressure on you. And, and, and a lot of times in the Big Ten Ohio State, just better everybody. So I'm going to give, I'm going to shoot CJ Stroud my bail first. CJ Stroud head coach is a fraud. Okay. Ryan Day is a fraud in sheep's clothing. Okay. He can't help it. It's all over him, right? But C.J. Stroud did everything he could, his damn power, to keep Ohio State in the damn row in spite of that fraud head coach. So I look at Ohio, uh, Oregon last year. C.J. Stroud did his damn job, okay? I look at Utah in the bowl game. C.J. Stroud did his damn job. 
I look at Michigan the last two years. C.J. Stroud did his job. He can't help that his head coach nuts up when it counts, all right? Georgia, C.J. Stroud loses Marvin Harrison Jr. and still almost wins the damn game. C.J. Stroud is a gamer. I don't like I don't like the Jerry Golf comparisons. I don't know why. I, I, I think some people just look too deep in quarterback. Um, I do not see Jared Goff at all. I see Justin Herbert. I see Justin Herbert all over him. I see some, not all the way, nasty boy Watson. I see a little bit of nasty boy Watson in him. Because Watson, you know, one thing about Watson, Watson always, when shit gets thick, Watson going to find somebody to get this fucking football. Somebody's gonna get this fucking football. I don't know who it's gonna be. Now, just now, sometimes Deshaun Watson may make a may make a mistake trying to make a play, but CJ Stroud just strikes yo. He, he just looks around like a uh, back tight end. What's fuck it? And, and, and his eyes is always downfield to goddamn to make a play. And I like CJ Stroud a lot, man. I really do. But he is my number two quarterback. I if he's a Panther, I'm good. But he's my number two quarterback in this draft. All right, P. Go, go, go ahead, P. Number one. I, I know who you. I know who P wanted, but number one, go ahead, P. Clearly, number one is C.J. Stroud for me. It's always been C.J. Stroud. I've always had an issue with Bryce Young's height. Um, Anthony Richardson made a push late, man. He made it. He. Made, I. I called it. I called it before the season last season. I said if he does some things, Anthony Richardson might pull me to the side, and he did some of those things. Um, especially when he beat Utah out the gate, because I thought Utah was going to go to Florida and just run a train on Florida. But no, he handled Utah just well, and he played he played well in some games. Um, but no, I got C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's always been my number one, six three, uh, makes all the throws. Um, you know, just he he has that element about him. Uh, he might be a free and reduced lunch kid. Oh, he is. Um, oh, he is. Obviously, accuracy is on point, 66%. Uh, 40 touchdowns, which I think has been becoming the normal for Ohio State quarterbacks over the years. Um, he took the mantle from Justin Field, and, I mean, Ohio State hasn't skipped a beat. They were a Marvin Harrison Jr. away from beating Georgia, and if that occurred, they are walking a dog on Michigan or TCU. Don't matter who won that game. Um, if only their coach wasn't a fraud. If only Ryan Day didn't have fraudulence in his veins. Um, I think this is a move the Panthers have to make. Now, the Panthers might surprise all of us. What I would love, what what I would have loved for them to do would still hold on to the number nine, see what everybody else is talking about, maybe trade with the Colts, maybe not, because we could have got some, we could have got extra picks and we could have got a quarterback and a receiver in the first round. I don't know. You know, th this is a pretty heavy receiver, uh, talented class. And I think that, uh, I think we'll get into receivers next week. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I can't pass up what C.J. Stroud showed me these last two years. Um, 
I know they went to Michigan. I know they lost up there, but Michigan was on a tear. I feel like they would, the way they played Georgia, there's no doubt in my mind that they would have beat the breaks off of Michigan. No doubt in my mind that get back game would have been spectacular. Um, yeah, man, I just, CJ Stroud has everything. We talking about anticipation, reading the field, making the throws. I think him and Justin Fields are going to change the narrative on Ohio State quarterbacks moving forward. I don't know who the next guy is up in Ohio State, but um, I think those two those two quarterbacks are changing the narrative on Ohio State quarterbacks. Give me C.J. Stroud, man. I just I've been saying that all season long. Give me Stroud. Even last year when we could have did something nasty, I said nope, don't do it. Wait till next year. Give me Stroud. Give me Stroud. And that's where I'm at. Stroud's my number one. All right, Riggins. I know CJ Stroud. The next quarterback at Ohio State is going to be Quinn Ewers after he transfers back when Arch Manning <laughs> wins, wins a job in Texas. Um, no, yeah, it's CJ Stroud. Um, I get like, I think people are knocking CJ Stroud because like he's not, he, he's CJ Stroud is missionary sex, right? Like it's, it's not. You know, it's not the top of anybody's list, but he always going to get the job done. Um, he's just he, – he's consistent. Um, he's accurate. He – you know, the the knock on him is that, like, he's he's bad against pressure. And that's a – you know, that, that's a fair um, thing because quarterbacks have to be able to react to pressure. Um, he has plenty of time to get better against that. Um, he's, he's the most accurate quarterback in the draft. Um, I think this is one of those things that you don't overthink it. Just get the guy who you know is going to make plays. Um, and, and I, I want the Panthers to take CJ Stroud because there's no – his floor is so much higher than everybody else in this class at quarterback. Um, he's got plenty of size. He's – and you saw in the Georgia game, like, he's not a bad athlete. Um I think for a, a lot of it, um, he they they knock him because he he's not making a lot of throws outside the pocket. Um, I don't think that's because he can't. I think that's because they didn't ask him to. Um, because you saw some of it again in the Georgia game where he did do some of that. Um, and so, like the, I heard somebody say that the the absence of evidence isn't the evidence of absence. Right. So just because there's not a ton of film of him doing it doesn't mean he can't, if that makes sense. Um, because yeah. I, I, I do think that he can make these like off platform throws um, if he gets moved off of his spot. Um, fair question against him. Like he's had Olave and Wilson and Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jim to throw to. Like, how's he going to be when he gets to Carolina and he's throwing to people we haven't heard of? We'll see. I don't know. Um, we've got some free agents that came in and, you know, he's, he's, he's going to have a chance to play behind a, a better offensive line than most guys who get drafted number one overall. Usually those got like the, the Trevor Lawrence's of the world um, come in surrounded by just absolute trash. And he's got a chance to come in and play for an organization that everywhere up to the top is pretty good. Um, once you get to the top, eh, there's questions, but um, if Tepper's going to be horny for any quarterback, I hope that it's CJ Stroud. 
I want Bryce Young. Okay. I don't give a fuck about the height. Okay. I don't give a fuck about the size. I've seen Bryce Young for two years and I'm enamored. Okay. Um, when Bryce Young is in the pocket and pressure is happening, he may he just makes magic. Okay. Bryce Young is only has never missed a game. I think he only missed maybe one game with a shoulder injury and still play. I think, I think he nicked his shoulder at Texas. I think, yeah, I think he nicked his shoulder at Texas or Arkansas, one of those games. I think he only missed like one game in his career. Um, And this year, this Alabama team is by far the worst Alabama team, in my opinion, the worst Alabama team, like skill-wise, right? And what they still was still won a New Year's Day six bowl. What would Alabama lose? But two games. Oh uh, um, yeah, and the Hooker got them. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, T- Tennessee and uh, LSU, and still probably could have beat Georgia. Um, I, I listen, man. To me, it's two years of high level production. Um, I'm not mad either one, but if you ask me what I want, I want Bryce Young. I if I don't care about the height thing, um, because I feel like we, we, we you know, if, if we're coaching this thing like we're supposed to be coaching this thing and figuring this thing like we're supposed to be figuring this thing out, then it'll work out. You know, I, I don't see him. You know, we have a fairly good offensive line. I think he's gonna get rid of the ball fast. I think we're gonna run the ball a lot to take the ball out of his hands. I don't think we're going to ask him to make plays. And I think he's going to take care of himself as a quarterback. I think the, the, to, you know, and also he's been coached by NFL, he's had NFL coach for two years. Um, On top of that, I, I think when you look at Russell, Russ, you're talking about guys that have been run first. Kyler, I didn't even say run first. Like, we'll use their legs more. Kyler will use his legs. Russell's always used his legs, right? Um, but Stroud spins the football. And I, I mean, my fault. Bryce spins the football, and Bryce Young is my number one quarterback. Make it happen, Carolina. I'm good with CJ Stroud. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is I damn sure better not see Will Levis in the damn building. That's all not, I got to say. It's not going to be Will Levis. If it is, I am done with him forever. Um, guys, anything else you want to add, fellas, or? Um, WrestleMania night two. Let's go. Let's get that belt off Roman. At WrestleMania night two, need that belt off Roman Reigns. Um, I may need Brock Lesnar to win as well. Um, I'm excited to watch Brock German suplex almost because that's just a physical feat. Yes. Put him in the top five. Put him in the top five D tackles if he does that. Let's go. Yes, I need Bianca Belair to win. I don't see the point of well, if you take the belt from Bianca, let's let's go and let that Bianca Rhea Ripley thing. Let's let's go get that cracking. I, I need a lot to, of things from Bianca <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Oh God, who you who are you telling? But I need that. I need that at SummerSlam. Okay, figure it out, Triple H. Okay, um, but uh, all in all, man, if you guys have got nothing else, man. Man, I got, I got one oh, thing. Go ahead, go ahead. Before, before we dive into getting ready for WrestleMania, um, I, I mean, 
Detroit, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Tennessee. They might not be getting quarterbacks that they want, man. So I'm just saying they might need to start looking the next year, man. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a Drake May, Caleb Williams type of situation next year. He's right. Drake May. You know what? This is what I want to do. When we come back, before we do, we're going to do wide receiver DBs next week. I want your next week, because my, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm about to die. Next week, I want shoot it from the hip. Top five prospects quarterback next year. All right. Blind. Just, just shoot it from the hip. Just off the, off GP. Some of them may not work. Some of them may work. Don't matter. Top it's five. a whole lot of NIL that should have worked. That ain't working. That's coming due. True that. <laughs> it's a whole lot of NIL coming due next season. Spencer. Yes. yes. Oh, boy. Boy, Spencer. <laughs> oh, I got a hot take. You're fucking, fucking for, my, for this thing died. I, street, I, I got a, I, I'm hearing things on the street, D. I'm hearing word on the street is Spencer on a short lease. Uh-oh. That South Florida boy up there shaking the table? <laughs> That's what the street, streets is telling me. Spencer Rattler on the short lease, man. Spencer Rattler. South Florida up there shaking the table? That's what, that's what the streets is telling me. The streets is telling me South Florida's got, got, got Spencer uh, with cold sweats at night, man. <laughs> that's what the streets <laughs> is telling me. That's, that's what the streets is telling me, man. That, that's, that's what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing it's a lot of pressure on that. Don't be shocked if it's a little quarterback controversy in August. Streets is telling me uh, all those quarterbacks they signed the previous year, they're hitting the portal this spring, this summer. <laughs> so if you need a quarterback, you can get by two or three from South Carolina. But the streets is telling me that <laughs> Lenore Sellers and Spencer Rattler on the ropes. Can't make no mistakes. Can't lose no games. That's what I'm hearing. They're going to lose games. Oh, of course they're going to lose games. They might <laughs> lose week one. They yeah. might lose week one. That's true. <laughs> And baby, that's gonna be delicious. Let me tell you, some gay cop fans. If you lose week one, boy, <laughs> it's gonna be out. Clifton fans are coming out in droves. Get ready to squabble, okay? But um, hey, man, appreciate y'all for listening to us, man. We're out.